is the Go Blue Crew. We are finally upon one of the most magical times of the calendar year, March Madness. It's kicking off. I don't know. Well, I guess why we call it March Madness, but um, it's kicking off a little early this year for the Big Ten with a, a tournament in New York. We can discuss that if you want later. But uh, I just want to get your general thoughts here on, on Michigan's path to a second straight Big Ten tournament championship. Well, I think that it's definitely achievable. Um, if I think about last year's path and kind of last year's story, uh, they had to play uh, every game in the tournament. Uh, they get one bye, and they'll either play Iowa or Illinois. I believe it will be Iowa. Uh, that game will approximately tip off Thursday at 2.30 p.m., I believe it is. Uh, and then you've got a matchup with hopefully, and uh, a win, a matchup with Nebraska. And then you're more than likely going to see a Michigan State team uh, Saturday afternoon. And that will be the, the marquee matchup in the tournament. Obviously, uh, an Ohio State-Purdue matchup would be talked about too. But the, the Michigan-Michigan State potential matchup would come first that day. Uh, winner makes the finals. And really, I think that the four best teams are, are Michigan State, Ohio State, Purdue, and Michigan. Uh, I do understand that Nebraska is ranked as the fourth seed uh, and has played a very good season and beat Michigan by 20. Uh, I do think that you'll see a different game from Michigan when they, when they face up with Nebraska uh, after beating either Iowa or Illinois. So I think the path is there. But, yeah, you've got to take down a, a, a hot Nebraska team, a great potential Michigan state team. And then it's not like the finals get any easier. So I'd say it's, I say the potential is there, but they've got to play as good a basketball as they played in the last two games to the regular season. I had a little bit of a, a brain freeze when I was wondering, like, why do we call it March madness? I, I, I was thinking, uh, I was trying to think anyway of the culmination of the NCAA tournament, the final four, which comes in April. And so that's always thrown me off just a little bit. And I accidentally applied it to the beginning of March Madness, which, you know, really actually does happen in March. So if you were confused at all by that, it was just uh, my brain skipping some steps in the thinking process. So uh, some unfortunate news from my end, I won't be able to watch Michigan's game against either Illinois or Iowa because I will be covering the women's Big Ten tournament, which is in Indianapolis and the first game I'm covering is right in that time slot. So um, I'm not sure how, what would be the best way to like get get some updates, know how the game's going, but not make it super obvious. Uh, I'd probably just uh, head to Twitter and follow Wolverine Sounds on Twitter. Uh, that'd be <laughs> that'd be. <laughs> I, I already do. <laughs> so, but for those if, so, who don't, <laughs> other than that, if you don't want to just keep up with uh, the fire tweets coming out of that handle. You could turn on like a, a game updates, close game alerts, you know. You, CBS Sports is usually pretty good during the tournament time, their app. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to make it too obvious. But I could also send you a couple of texts. You know, I'm a good pal. <laughs> uh, and then, so if Michigan goes on, they, they would play Nebraska. And uh, did you watch that Nebraska-Penn State game by chance? I was following it but didn't watch it. I did not watch it, but okay. I was following uh, on the ESPN app. Let's see, so all Michigan needed – was uh, Penn State to win, and Michigan would have gotten that double bye with the number four seed. Instead, I mean, you got to look at Nebraska as easily the the weakest team in that that group of four that's getting a double bye. So, 
Michigan's by to, or excuse me, Michigan's path to the semifinal, looking at a possible rematch with Michigan State at that point, I think it's got to be the easiest of, of any team in the tournament because all you got to do is beat either Illinois or Iowa, which you know you're not looking at either of those teams as major threats right now, and then go by. Um, I don't want to say weak, but the weakest of the four teams with the double bye in Nebraska, and bam, you're in the semifinals just like that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned that. And one of the things that would have been nice if, if Penn State could take down Nebraska is, is Michigan and Nebraska would have flopped spots there. And sure, you get an extra day off, uh, but you still probably face the same team. And, and Michigan proved last year that they can rattle off win after win after win, day after day after day ultimately to the to the final where they won uh, and were the Big Ten tournament champions. So a John Beeline team should be ready to play. Uh, if they can uh, win the games, maybe the close games, if they don't shoot well, I think there's obviously going to be a chance and a potential four games here to have a night where, where the team's on fire. And hopefully that comes against a team like a Michigan State or a Purdue or Ohio State down the road, and you just have to play really well enough to beat either the 12 or 13 seed and then beat the number four seed in Nebraska, which I think we both think is doable. So I don't know, it'll be interesting. One of the, one of the reasons I think it's weird because the the tournament does technically start in February, so that's a weird March Madness thing for me. I've always agreed with the April thing. Uh, I used to make fun of when people would say January, February, Izzo, uh, April. <laughs> we still do make fun of those people. Yeah, like, like uh, okay, so that's proving that he's, he's not winning in April, which technically in the, in the NCAA tournament, those are the games that matter the most. So, but it should be crazy. I don't expect a lot of craziness in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, for me, I'm really just looking at the week after. This is obviously a, a weird year where the Big Ten wanted to play at Madison Square Garden so badly uh, in New York City that they had to bump up a week. Uh, and that's just, it's, it's a lot different. There's going to be literally every other uh, major conference team playing the week after in their championships. And so you can have the conversation of whether that will help or hurt teams in the Big Ten, all maybe four or five that could make the NCAA tournament at this point. So that would be something to look out for. But really, uh, you just got to take care of business. The, the regular season ended a week earlier. Um, this is still probably feels pretty similar, even though they had some games crammed in there for a couple of weeks where they played four games in nine days, I believe. But here it is, it's back to back to back to back for Michigan in this case, if they're going to make the, the final and you just have to hope they come out, perform as best they can, and then rest up, uh, get rid of any uh, minor injuries and then prepare for the NCAA tournament. Cause it feels like they're, they're definitely a lock for that at least. Now, Michigan has played Iowa twice this season and Illinois once. All three of those were wins. The most recent one came against Iowa on February 14th. That was a 74-59 win, which is the widest margin for these three games. The other two were not close, but Michigan never really pulled away for a, a blowout, I guess. So if you're looking at the bracket, which team do you want to play Michigan? That's tough because I think I want to say Illinois, but at the same time, seeing Iowa twice, that first game uh, didn't end up being uh, a blowout, but they were up big on Iowa. Iowa kind of climbed back into that one, never really made it a game. I think the final score is probably actually the closest they got at the end there. 
And then they came out at home and, and handled Iowa. No problem. They just handled the Maryland team. And then you look at Illinois. It was a home game. It wasn't Michigan's best performance, I guess you could say, but it was enough to, to beat the Illini at the time. Uh, I know Livers had a good game there, uh, and Michigan struggled in the first half, one of those really slow starts. So, I mean, Michigan showed to, to be a team that, that fights to the end this year. Uh, not saying that's unusual for a John Beeline team, but I feel like we've seen more of that this year maybe in comparison to, to years past. But really, I think they can be – either team uh, I guess I'm almost more comfortable with them playing Iowa just because as a fan uh, I know more of what Iowa brings to the table uh, seeing Michigan play them twice now Iowa and Illinois they have won three games combined in February which is pretty pathetic Iowa's got the got one win Illinois has two although interestingly they each won their season finale so Iowa beat Northwestern by seven and Illinois knocked off uh, Rutgers by double digits. So I guess you could perhaps make the case that they uh, found a groove or whatever going into the big 10 tournament. I'm not going to buy it, but I, I think I might be with you in this, that I want to see Michigan probably play Iowa, but um, gosh, it's, it's not like I'm going to be pissed if they're playing Illinois because why would you be? I'm really just looking forward to a rematch with Nebraska and then, or excuse me, you know, a, a chance to knock off Nebraska and be like, okay, that number four seed was ours. And then the rematch with Michigan state, you know, to, to beat your, our tribals twice uh, could be, could have been three times, you know, if the big 10 would, would have just done the right thing and played them twice in the regular season. But um, some, some good games coming up and I, I, I don't want to get caught in the trap of like, overlooking this one and, and not getting excited about it because I mean, it's tournament time and every game's pretty exciting for the most part, but it just seems like we are going through a formality before Michigan plays Nebraska. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me is, and it's easy to look forward to a matchup in Nebraska to kind of prove that, okay, Michigan was the fourth best team. That 20 point loss on the road was a fluke. Uh, but you're right, it is tournament time, and, and it is March by the time that that game happens on Thursday. Uh, and so you never know what can happen. It's just a matter that Michigan needs to take care of business. I, they are a lock for the tournament, in my opinion. There should be no doubt that they're in the NCAA tournament. But you, if you lose to, to either Iowa or Illinois, it doesn't help your seed, uh, that's for sure. And you want as good as a seed as you can get, good as a matchup as you can get in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, take care of business prove your worth kind of on Friday. And then, yeah, you get a chance to take down uh, probably the hottest team. I think I believe is the hottest team in the country uh, in Michigan state, but Michigan took care of business uh, when they've needed to, as of late, you had that loss at Northwestern, which, which really hurt, but wins on the road at Wisconsin, uh, beat Iowa handily beat Ohio state at home or ranked top eight or yeah, top eight team. And then took care of business at Penn State, a team that's fiery and athletic, and then just crushed Maryland in a game that was never close. And and that was that was a good sign for me because like the Iowa game at Iowa earlier in the year and a couple of others, Michigan has no trouble getting out to a good start when they're shooting well, especially when Muhammad Ali Abdur Rahman wants to go for twenty two in the first half. By the way, I swear I told you he could score thirty or forty. And he got pretty dang close. I remember saying that in the last podcast. But you get credit for that, yeah. They took they took care of business, and, and that's what I like to see. I, I I thought about this over the weekend when they beat Maryland. Didn't we say that we thought they'd go 
didn't we say we at least wanted them to go like six and two in the final eight or something like that? Yeah, it was something like that. Yeah. They went eight and two in the final 10 with a loss at number three Purdue. And then that, then that weird loss at Northwestern. So I think that all year for me, Tyler, they've played above my expectations, but now come tournament time, when you've got a, a team that's won, uh, I think nine out of the last 11 and they're 24 and seven. And, and what we believe should be fourth in the big 10, except for that tiebreaker with Nebraska, it's time to prove yourself because there's a lot of people saying that, Hey, Michigan could win the big 10 tournament. They can make a tear in the NCAA tournament. Look at how they play. That's the best half of basketball we've seen uh, against Maryland. I don't know. There's a lot of pressure on the Wolverines to perform now. Okay, I want to get back to a point you made earlier about jockeying for position in the NCAA tournament because at this point we're not talking about Michigan trying to play its way in during the conference tournament. They're in. It's just a matter of where they're going to be seated. Right now, um, I've seen anywhere from like a, a six, I believe, actually maybe like a seven, all the way down to a four. That four is uh, very, very optimistic. <laughs> But what do you think Michigan has to do in this tournament in order to reach its peak um, of seeding in the NCAA tournament? Is it as simple as winning it, or do you perhaps beat Nebraska, beat probably Michigan State, and then it doesn't really matter what you do in the finals? Yeah, I mean, if if you can win the Big Ten tournament, I think that you're going to see probably a four. I'd be surprised if it's anything less than that. But you're talking about the 15th ranked team in the country right now, 13 according to the the, the coaches poll USA Today. Uh, it'd be hard to see them if they play well, uh, even if they if they win the first game and beat Nebraska and lose a close one to Michigan State. I still see them right around that five or six range, just because of the body of work that they have in total. Uh, I think that you see a maybe a seven uh, if they if they lose to a Nebraska or potentially even lose the first game. But if you can make it to the championship and beat a Michigan state, I think you could also get a four seed uh, Michigan state in a lot of people's polls right now are either a one or a two. Uh, if you beat them for the second time this season uh, in a game that they would be ranked second in the country, I believe uh, that's another huge win on a neutral court and just does more of a favor for Michigan looking into the NCAA tournament. But that's where the March Madness comes in, is, is even though I do believe that you want the best seed possible for the best matchup, anybody can beat anybody unless it's a 16 versus one. And so uh, you, Michigan lost to Ohio. I can't remember if they were a, a three or a four that year, but they lost either a 13 or a 14. Uh, obviously devastating to see a team get bounced. You had Michigan State lose to uh, a 15 seed a couple of years back now. So it happens. Uh, it's not It's not fun uh, when you're a Wolverine fan to see them get upset like that. But no matter what your seed is, you got to take care of business. Michigan was able to do that until they ran into a tough Oregon team last year. Looking at the opposite side of the uh, Big Ten tournament bracket, you have Ohio State as number two seed and Purdue as number three seed. And then most people are probably looking at number seven Penn State as the dark horse, maybe even in the whole tournament. But certainly on that side of the bracket, who do you think – proceeds from that end to play whoever michigan nebraska michigan state it's tough because all year for for most of the year i was really big on purdue uh i do think purdue is still a really really good team they dropped from a, a clear number one in the big 10 and finished as a number three uh and lost some some games down the stretch including i think three in a row uh but i, I like penn state and ohio state for a matchup uh, i also like 
uh, an Indiana-Purdue matchup, which I know uh, you Indiana folk would probably love that, at least the, at least the non-Michigan fans. Uh, but yeah, they'd go crazy. Yeah. I, 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 would, I, would, I would guess that we're probably going to see Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, and Ohio State. Uh, and if I, and I've, I were to take a stab at the bottom half of the bracket, I'm going to guess that Purdue finds a way to beat Ohio State and, and ultimately probably proves that they're the best team in the Big Ten. Yeah, hard to hard to argue with that. I think even if you're uh, less excited about Purdue than you were in the first half of the Big Ten season, it's really difficult to completely fall off that bandwagon because there's just there's so much potential to be a very dangerous team, maybe even the most dangerous team in the country. So we talked earlier about Michigan ripping off these wins at the end of the season. They exceeded our expectations. What do you think the best win from that stretch was? Was it a home win over a top 10 Ohio state team or was it going on the road and and beating like Penn state or even Wisconsin? I mean, where, where was the, the best win in there? I'd say the best win would have to be Ohio State just because it's another opportunity to knock off a, a top 10 team, especially at home, uh, a team that you lost to earlier in the season that you probably shouldn't have blown a lead against. Uh, but the most impressive feat to me is just winning five games in a row. You lose to Northwestern. I think people have a couple of questions like, okay, what's going on? This is not a team you should be losing to. This happened last year on a buzzer beater. You come back and you win three games on the road. You beat a top 10 team at home and you take care of business against Iowa. That's the most impressive thing to me is it's always good to enter a tournament, whether a conference or NCAA tournament, on a run. Uh, Michigan did that last year in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, Michigan enters the Big Ten tournament this year on a run. And so I don't expect them to necessarily win the next four in a row uh, because two of those would be probably their best wins of the season. Uh, behind uh, the Michigan State win. Uh, but I do think that going in, winning five straight, uh, it helps helps their case a lot. You see, I, I, I want to say Ohio State, but at the same time, yeah, I got to give some weight to going on the road and being beating Penn State and then uh, even Maryland. I mean, just the, the dominance in that last win against Maryland was so impressive. I think uh, it was Dan Dockage who called it like the best uh, half of basketball that he's seen this season talking about that first half when Abdul Rahman went off and Michigan had it wrapped up uh, by that first half buzzer. So I want to wrap up here, your prediction, uh, how far does Michigan get in the big 10 tournament? Uh, it's tough to say this, but I, I have trouble seeing them uh, make it past Saturday. I just think that Michigan state is, has been playing really well. Uh, they've they've gone to, to finish regular season outright champs in the Big Ten, and we already touched on this, uh, a season that looked to be uh, Purdue's and, and no chance to be anybody else's. Uh, so I have, have, have trouble seeing them get past Michigan State a second time, uh, especially a lot of those guys don't want to lose to a rival in Michigan again. But uh, if they can find a way to beat Michigan State, uh, I do think that they'll find a way to uh, to win the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I say that because I'm confident they can be in Ohio State. Uh, and I think having a third shot at a Purdue team, uh, especially if they can catch fire, gives them the opportunity to win it all. But really, a Big Ten tournament championship would be nice. Uh, I don't see it happening this year because I think Michigan State would be too strong in a potential matchup. I'll just be looking forward to the NCAA tournament at that point uh, and hoping that there's some sort of chance that they start playing in uh in Detroit because I'll be there to catch the first round of action. I got really lucky last year when they when they started in uh, Indianapolis here. I got to yep. be there for two 
really good games. That was such a such a good time. But I have to go with you. I think that's a, the pretty safe pick. I mean, uh, Michigan did beat Michigan State earlier, but um, it, it, you can even make the case here that, that Michigan is the quote-unquote hottest team in the Big Ten right now, but I, I just don't see them getting by the Spartans one more time. I do see them beating Illinois or Iowa, and then I do see them avenging that 20-point loss to Nebraska to get to Saturday, but you know, I, I'm not going to bet on, on Michigan making it past Saturday. So any other final thoughts, uh, wrapping up the regular season, heading into, uh, the best time of the year. I'll just kind of revisit what I just said is you can lose to Michigan state and, and that's tough to watch as a fan. Uh, that probably is the, the greatest thing that could happen to Michigan state this season, especially with all of the, the drama going around that campus. But What's most important is if Michigan can make it further than than Michigan State in the NCAA tournament, chances are uh, you're not going to face the Michigan State in the NCAA tournament just because of the way they they seed pretty well, especially if there's only going to be four Big Ten teams. Chances of running into a Big Ten team are pretty minimal in the NCAA tournament. So you can lose in the the semifinals of the Big Ten tournament and still be an Elite Eight team and still be better than some of your rivals like a Michigan State and Ohio State. So I would love to see him win the whole thing. I would love to see him beat Michigan State once more. But ultimately, I just my eyes are on on most of March and hopefully even April if they can make a huge run. All right, we'll call it a show with that. Thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue Crew. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and iTunes at Wolverine Sounds, or you can go to wolverinesounds.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Ty underscore Fenwick. You can follow Derek at Divine Identity. Thanks for listening. See you later, Tim Drevno. Come on.